0: Bible Study Podcast, episode 332. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of John with chapter 8. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We talked a little bit at the beginning of the study of the Gospel of John, how John is really writing to someone who has read the other Gospels, or at least one of the other Gospels, and so he's really dealing with theology and the whys and the wherefores. In chapter 8, John is again going to talk about who Jesus is, and it's interesting to see how much time he spends on those sort of issues instead of the issues of the miracles and the teachings and those sort of things, because again, that's John's emphasis. Starting in chapter 8, verse 21, 21, Once more Jesus said to them, I am going away, and you will look for me, and you will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come. This made the Jews ask, Will he kill himself? Is this why he says, Where I go, you cannot come? But he continued, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am he, you will indeed die in your sins. Who are you? They asked. Just what I have been telling you from the beginning, Jesus replied. I have much to say in judgment of you, but he who sent me is trustworthy. And what I have heard from him, I tell the world. They did not understand that he was telling them about his father. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the son of man, then you will know that I am he, that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Even as he spoke, many believed in him. In John's Gospel, we get this Jesus that is a portrayal that is a little different from the other Gospels because of what John is focusing on. And we get this enigmatic Jesus who is speaking in riddles much of the time because apparently this is how he talked when he wasn't just doing the regular teaching, and when he wasn't doing miracles and driving out demons. He sounded a lot like this. And so, John is focusing on these times where he's telling the people. It's interesting, he had two things that he told them and they focused on one. He said, you will look for me and you won't find me. Where I go, you all cannot come. And they focused on that, skipping over the what seems to me the even more important, and you will die in your sin. Sin is not something we like to talk about, and I don't think I'm that different from many other people. Sin is not something I would prefer to focus on, not in my own life and not in yours. But it is something that Jesus talked about, and Jesus is saying here, if you don't believe who I am, if you do not believe I am he, you will die in your sins. And so, he's saying that believing in him is very, very important. Believing in him is paramount. And notice that they are completely distracted by this other part. Where will he going? Is he killing himself? And Jesus goes on to say, I'm from above. You are of this world and I am not of this world. And that is really The heart of the gospel is that Jesus is breaking into this world from outside, that he is being sent from the Father, that he is being sent as the one who we need to believe in. He's being sent as our way out of this death in our sins that is in our future. And I found it interesting that some people, as he's speaking, are getting that and they are believing, even if everyone else is just totally confused. Now, we look back and we see that when he says, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, we see those words and we look towards Good Friday, and it makes more sense to us than we have to understand that it would make to the people who he is saying it to at this time. But Jesus' message here is that he is a messenger from the Father. He is bringing what the Father tells him to say. He is doing what the Father tells him to do, and that his ultimate mission here is to keep us from dying in our sin. Continuing on in verse 31, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me, because you have no room for my word. I am telling you that I have seen the Father's presence, and you are doing what you have heard from your Father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you are looking for a way to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the works of your own father. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I have come from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. It's an interesting passage here. The first part here, and we talked about the first part here in the sermon that I did uh, recently, two episodes ago, I believe. I've always been struck by, as Jesus is teaching in the temple, and they're saying we've, we've never been in bondage to anyone because it is such a patently untrue statement. And it is just surprising to me that they would even utter that, because he is at the Feast of the Tabernacles. He is there remembering when they were in the wilderness, remembering when they were freed from their bondage to the Egyptians, which was certainly one of the times that they were in bondage, the first time. But there were also the Midianites. There were also the Canaanites and the Philistines and the Amorites and There were, and clearly the Babylonian captivity, not to mention the Assyrian captivity for the other missing tribes. After the biblical period of the Old Testament in between, you can read in Maccabees about the Maccabean revolt against the Syrians who came after Alexander the Great. And so, really, they've been in bondage to a lot of people. And if they look up from the place they're standing at the temple, they can literally see the Roman barracks that is a symbol of Roman power here in Jerusalem. So, I don't know what they're coming at here, but they're putting their stock in Abraham, and he is saying, it doesn't matter if you descend from Abraham, so much as it matters if you behave like Abraham, be his spiritual descendants. What did Abraham do? And Abraham believed. Abraham listened. And that's really what he's saying is, I'm speaking to you the truth and you're rejecting it. Because Abraham is not your father. Now, it takes about three different exchanges in here for him to say who their father is. And they are basically, he is saying, because they dwell in untruth, because they cling to the things that are false and reject the things that are true, they belong to their father, the devil. And the language that he uses for the devil here, the father of lies, when he speaks lies, he speaks his native language, I think is very evocative. This is, again, one of the places I'm surprised they don't pick up rocks and start throwing them, and we'll see their reaction here in a little bit. But he is basically saying, something that I think is true for us is, there is truth and there is lies. There is God and there is the opposition to God. And when he uses the devil, he's talking about the those in opposition to God. And there are sides. I mean, this is really what he's saying is you you have to pick a side you can't just be children of Abraham. Elsewhere in the Bible, he says we could make children of Abraham from these stones. So, it's not that important what your lineage is as it is important what your actions are, as it is important what you do, what you do with what you've been given, including your faith. And it goes on, the Jews answered him, aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? I am not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Very truly I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. At this they exclaimed, Now we know that you are a demon possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say, Whoever obeys your word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? You are not yet 50 years old, they said to him, and you have seen Abraham? Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. And there it was. We finally get there to them picking up stones. And the reason for that is he becomes very clear. So, they start with this lie that he's a Samaritan and demon-possessed. And demon-possessed, you might have some understanding why they might think that if he's speaking these things and they don't believe they're true. Samaritan is just false. It's just patently untrue. And they probably could tell that by looking at him, by listening to him, that he's not a Samaritan. So that's simply an insult. And so they get to the point here, and the point is, who do you claim to be? And he gives them a clear answer when he says, before Abraham was born, I am. And I am being the answer that Moses gets. Who shall I tell them sent me? Tell them I am sent you. In this phrase, he very clearly tells them, I was before Abraham. I am God. And they react as you might expect if you don't believe him then what he's saying is blasphemy. And so, the people who at the beginning of this chapter were ready to pick up stones and stone a woman found in adultery find these stones are readily available and they pick them back up again to kill Jesus. But this is not yet the time, and so he slips away. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast dot com. You can also leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com dot com or follow me on Twitter at Chris Two X. And as always, thanks so much for listening.